The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Good evening and welcome along to another edition of the uh, DL Debates as we reflect back on county champions that were crowned uh, over the weekend. As we know, Neve Connell winning a third senior football championship title in four years after disposing of the reigning champion St. Unans on Saturday. And letter Kenny Gales lifting a first ever senior adult title as they took victory against Carandona yesterday to be crowned junior champions. On tonight's show, uh, sitting in studio, we've got Danny Cahill, who is the chairman of the Letterkenny Gales Club. He's going to act as our referee tonight because we've got a, a Unions man, an Eve Connell man, and a, and a Glenn Swilly man. So the Glenn Swilly man stuck in between the, the boys from the two superpowers, the so-called superpowers <laughs> of uh, Donegal senior football. But John Gilday, uh, Brendan Kilcoyne, and Gary McDade's Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Ashley. Good evening. Well, I suppose, first of all, uh, we'll go to John Gilday, who I'm uh, delighted to say is joining us in studio. John, you're welcome. Thanks for watching. Uh, congratulations on uh, being Crown County champions. Thank you. We're really disappointed that we don't have the backdrop, John. Because normally we get the John Gilday backdrop of the celebrations and... Uh, we're stuck with Gary McDade on Zoom the night and you had to come to studio, so... <laughs> given, given the uh, backdrop that I was going to use, I was advised on legal grounds not to, to, to show up on Zoom <laughs> here, here directly, so I think discretion was a better part of valour this time round. Yeah, well, listen, um, a tremendous one for Neve Connell, to say the least, John. Ah, yeah, it's uh, it's been, you know, a hard 12 months for those boys. You know, as we all know, they they performed very poorly in last year's final. <clears throat> And in a lot of quarters, they were written off um, by a lot of people. And, you know, they brought that hurt into the game on Sunday with them. And, you know, unlike last year, you know, whatever way the result was going to go towards the end of the game and it was still in the melting pot, they could have walked away with their heads held high because they really, you know, turned it completely around from this time last year and and came away with the one, which is obviously what it's all about. But, uh, you know, immensely proud. Um, I know the people in the parish and... Neve Connell and, and, and Fintown and Glenty's uh, people all around the world are immensely proud of them and uh, it was a great day for, for everybody involved. Huge day for everybody involved if you're from the Fintown Glenty's area and uh, I think what John was saying there, Brendan Kilcoyne will take you in. Obviously what took place last year was very much the driving factor behind the, the, the one and the success for them. Oh, without a doubt, you know, and we've all been there down through the years, you know, hurt is... You know, it's a great medicine to invigorate and to replenish any team. And, you know, obviously after last year's final that Unions won comfortably, I think won 11 to 4 points, you know, you could see that hurt in that Nave Connell team. And all that hurt was poured out because, you know, you go back to the game on Saturday evening, the energy and the ferociousness of the tackle and their ability to double up, treble up on Unions players in possession. And that just comes from hunger. That just comes from, you know, 12 months of waiting for their chance to get revenge. And, you know, they brought it all on Friday or on Saturday evening and, you know, deservedly were winners irrespective of all the other side factors that went on in the game. And, you know, you can't, you can't take that away from them. 
Yeah, we'll come to that side factor in, in just a second. We're going to dip into the glen. Uh, the sun was setting in the background. Uh, Gary McDade probably has all the sheep looked after at this stage uh, of the evening. But uh, Gary, uh, Neve Connell champions again, and, and I think, think we're concurring with what the two boys are saying, deserving of it. I'm trying to get room to breathe here, Oshin, between these two superpowers. We've been squeezed out of it, so we are. <laughs> it's not before time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, the funny thing about it, I was thinking after the match, I was thinking a lot about it today, you know, when you consider no Walton Doherty, probably their best go-to defender, the man to c- cut out the main forwards on the opposition side. No Owen McGettigan, uh, their, their go-to forward. Their, their main scorer and threat. Kieran Gallagher was a big part of the team in the last couple of years. He he's not there anymore. Kieran Brennan's not there anymore. Who, who came in and won a championship in the, in the last couple of years? Nathan Byrne was a, a big a big man played around the middle and full forward gone. Leo didn't start didn't start yesterday. Leo McLoon back in the bench. So like the five boys that didn't play at all plus Leo not starting. I mean, I think it it probably would maybe go up there as one of their greatest, if not their greatest achievement to want it, considering the personnel that, they're, that they were missing. And probably, you know, I'm trying to pick the right way to phrase this. I would say all the Glendish teams of their six championships that they won, I'll say the other five teams were probably more talented considering the personnel that they were missing. But that therefore it just shows the sheer doggedness and determination and grit that they used take it over the line yesterday. Yeah, but it's all about the way they play the football, the way they play the system and how they work together as a as a cohesive unit, Gary. Yeah, you know, it was re- really interesting. I was watching the game along with Brendan Devaney, so I was, and the two of us, he was uh, pulling his hair out, so he was w- watching the game. He was getting become highly frustrated. And, uh, you know, I, I was just fascinated. You know, they, they were just dropping back. They weren't looking for contact high up the pitch. It was nearly from about 50 metres they were looking for contact from their own goals. And they weren't going in a 1v1. They were, I was kind of saying to Brendan, I said, they're nearly trying to set a triangle. You could see, I could see this triangle formation working that they were, I, I don't know if it was on purpose or it just happened, that they tried to get one units player into one of their triangles and then bang, the tackle would come in and, the, and they would get the turnover and, and get in the road. And fairness, I thought their transition was really good. Just so you know, for what a lot of people, and I laughed, I think it was Kevin McGettigan said, a lot of people said these boys should be in the county home afterwards. So they've been badly hurt and deeply hurt. Um, but, you know, they didn't look like a team that had aged on the transition in particular. I thought the transition was really good. They emptied themselves getting up the pitch. Like they hadn't, they didn't have a target to kick it in the transition. They had 15 back. They had to run every ball, Ushin, and that is incredibly hard to play for 60-odd minutes, so what is its energies happen. Yeah, we'll come back to John Gilday. Uh, John, we're talking about the system, but I know Martin Regan confirmed it and there was speculation about Jim McGuinness being involved in, in training and, and this summer and the, or this championship period and, and helping out with his hometown club. And obviously Barry Dunyan has brought another dimension as, as well. So the work that these guys put in, even though a new alluded to it in earlier DL debate championship episodes uh, about questions been asked about this Neve Connell said even when there was questions asked earlier in the year they must have worked the amount of work that them boys must have put in to be at a stage where they at now, where they were where they came to now in the final must have been phenomenal yeah it, it's and Jim was involved in the latter end and it's obviously it's a great asset to be able to pull on somebody of, of his talent and proven ability over the last 
you know, 15 years in Donegal. And having that asset is, is incredibly useful. And, and you could see it in a lot of the things that the way they played and setting box traps, as, as Gary alluded to, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't want to take a, too much away from Martin Regan and his backroom team and everything else. Like This work has been done not o- not only in this year, but over the last seven, eight years. This just didn't happen overnight. This is this team has been evolving and growing. And what he's been able to do over that period of time, he's able to find one or two new players to add to the mix all the time that's taken the pressure off the older players. But they worked incredibly hard. And, and to be honest, and I knew from a long time ago, they wanted to be under the radar. You know, they, they're they not a team that is going to beat teams out the gate by 10, 11, 12 points. Units have that ability. Neve Connell do what they do and they won the game. They beat, you know, Glenn Swilly, as Gary will know, a number of weeks ago, and they did a job in about seven minutes. And then they just retreated and did their job and moved on. And that's what they're very, very good at. And their level of discipline that they brought to the game on Saturday evening was exceptional. They didn't give away cheap fouls. They knew exactly what they were doing. Everybody was tuned in and fully motivated. And then in the transition, it was full, full-on blitz from them. So as a, as a team performance, it ranks up there with one of the very, very best the club has produced because this St. Eunice team, and, and, and I want to pay credit to them, they didn't show up. I, I felt they lacked a little bit of intensity compared to maybe this time last year, and that's down to a little bit of hunger. And things didn't go the way, obviously, with, with Shane being sent off and etc., but sometimes this is the type of thing that will energise and motivate that team the way that it motivated Neve Connell last year. And this team has been so used to one and they've won through underage. They haven't experienced many days like they've experienced on Saturday. And maybe, you know, in another five or six, seven years' time, we'll be looking at that as a pivotal moment for them as well. Because Brendan said earlier on, sometimes Hurt can be a far, far bigger yeah. motivating driver than one in championship after championship. And that was very evident on, on Saturday in the critical moments when somebody needed to really stand up inevitably it was a, a man in blue be it Kieran Thompson or Brendan McDyer or Jack McKelvey whoever it might have been won that crucial ball or kicked that crucial score just to move them one step further ahead Yeah, uh, The hot topic is of course the sending off um, what's your views on it? Shane O'Donnell was he, was he hard done by in the card? Yeah absolutely Shane didn't deserve to be sent off I, I looked at it again on TV after the fact Um there was a number of things played into it and I, I, I actually feel sorry for the referee because I know he was given information and he acted on the information and that's the only thing he could do in that kind of situation. Um, I think there was a little bit of naivety maybe on Shane's behalf to get involved and have hands around the head because then you leave you leave yourself open to a decision going against you. But in the grand scheme of things, he was very, very unfortunate to be sent off. And I, th- I don't think and if the same thing had happened on the Neve Connell point of view, we would have been devastated. And he rightly and St. Eunice have every right to feel aggrieved in that situation. Uh, Kieran got man of the match, and rightly so, the second half performance. But there was a question over a challenge on, on Sean McGettigan as well that didn't, he got a yellow card um, for that. Uh, was that the right decision? It was the right decision on, on two fronts. Yep. Um, he definitely deserved his yellow card because he body checked him. Yep. But he also made the right decision in the sense that he was perfectly right to body check him because uh, Mr. McGettigan was uh, verbally encouraging. Well, well listen, allegedly. listen <laughs> at the end of the day, it showed a body check and somebody said that the cards have been reversed. But it is what it is, Brendan. You were looking to come in there, so you were... Not particularly, actually, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, listen, no. obviously Shane was a big loss. Like, he's a big player for St. June and centre-forward, county man who had a really good year with Donegal this year. And, 
you know, he was integral in, in the goal, setting up the goal for Owen McGeehan too. So obviously he was a loss when he was off the field. That said, Unions had 15 men in the first half and didn't show enough ambition or didn't show enough forward thrust to be able to break down a resolute and a hugely well-organised uh, Nave Connell defence. And, you know, that was concerning because they were playing with whatever elements were in their favour in the first half. So, listen, we'd, we'll never know what would happen. And we, I wish that it had ended up 15 by 15, but we don't know what way that would have transpired. But based on what we saw in the 15 by 15, Unions didn't do enough in the first half to cause them problems. They weren't prepared to break it down. And, you know, there was two passages of play that stuck out to my mind and as I was driving home from the game. And it was the first few minutes of the second half and the last few minutes of the second half when Union dominated possession but didn't show enough ambition or drive to maybe go at the Nave Connell defence, albeit as well organised as they were, and to try and win a free or to try and create something. Everyone seemed to be happy to pass the buck and there was no one to take on the responsibility. And that was the complete difference to what Kieran Thompson did in the second half, whereby he took ownership, he took responsibility, he caught a massive ball in the middle of the park, kicked it over the bar, kicked a 45. Like, Unions are going around the last few years taking Sean Patton up to kick 45s. And we've said it on commentary, Oshin, and it's not working. And they keep doing the same things. And their thing, you know... That they're the margins in county finals between these two clubs because there's a huge rivalry and there nine times out of ten there's going to be a kick of the ball between them and they're the margins and you know Kieran Thompson the other side knocks over his forty five so there, there's wee things that Junos need to learn and to take out of this and I'm sure they will they're a young side particularly in the forward division and you know from eight up actually they're very young they experienced defence but there were a couple of things like that that they will look back and, and hopefully learn from to take them forward like you know Okay and we'll bring Gary back in again Gary you, you have to lose one um, in a disappointing way to sort of start to find the, the upper part of the cogs and the gears uh, once again St. Unans will probably learn a hell of a lot more from Saturday past than what they did in one and a 12 months previous and does how does that going to bode well for the rest of the clubs in the championship next year and, and, and further we've seen obviously what Dublin done when they lost to Donegal um, there was talk of this great Dublin team and then Donegal beat them there's been talk of this great St Unions team now Eve Connell have beat them um, so is, the, is this maybe the kickstart that that Unions needed? It's funny you know 60 minutes can be an eternity in football Ashing. all the talk last year was, was and I remember John Gilday referencing this too earlier in the DL debate that Glenties were being fared as possibly the greatest ever team to come out of Donegal coming up to the final last year and then they lost the final and this Unions team were being really talked up that they wanted to give Ulster a good crack that they felt maybe they came up a wee bit short against Glenn Mahara, Waddy Graham's last year and felt, you know, that they wanted another crack at that there. They're going to be deeply disappointed. But in, as regards your question, like, you know, I think for all the other 14 clubs looking on yesterday, you know, I don't think the the level is where, where it was at a couple of years ago. Say that we do a team that that won uh, the title that in 2018 went the whole way to the Ulster Club, or the Glenty team that started the start of the back-to-back. I, I don't think yesterday, yesterday the or Saturday, the quality was there, say, of either of those teams that were on display. So I think it gives everyone else a wee bit of hope. And, you know, there was a huge talk always in the top four the last lot of years, but I think they're being slowly... Reel, reel back in now, not massively. You know there 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 is a one-two there with Neil Connell and and St. Judas at the moment, and Kilcar I think will be. You know they'll look a lot at that game as what Glenties did at the weekend and think you know if we only had been a wee bit more you know attack minded you know if anybody else had stood up. I remember Paddy McBurdy, Kieran McGinley, like 
able to a few players that stood up in the day. So they're going to fancy themselves that, you know, that, you know, there's another title here for us as well. I think everyone else, you know, it gives them food for thought and gives them a wee bit of hope going into the winter, you know, and I completely agree with what Bren was saying there about, you know, the 45s and that's, I mean, young Connor O'Donnell Jr. was, uh, I think was due to start the semi-final, was sick then. So he never managed to get his place back for the final, but he's a man can definitely ping 45s over the bar and in a game of fine margins, you know, those those are massive, massive calls, you know. And sometimes the stronger the bench, maybe you don't always, you know, a lot of people have said maybe unions don't know their strong their, their strongest team. Like Owen Dowling was a mainstay in the team last year. He's hardly got a sniff this year. Brian McIntyre two years ago was a mainstay in the team. I think got their club player of the year. They've had, and Kieran Tobin to me is probably their best man marker across their back across their back six. I think he's a really really dogged man marker. Like and he didn't even get a start yesterday. Like you know, and that's just off the top of my head. A, a few lads, you know, that that probably feel a bit aggrieved themselves that they that they didn't maybe get in the starting team to try and push it over the line. But that doesn't take nothing away from Dave Connell and Glenthys as well. Like as I said to you, like you know, when you list the boys that, that came out that, that were missing during, during the game yesterday. You know, they didn't kick the ball that often yesterday. They pinged one long one into Charlie McGuinness. He got a goal. Another one came in. He got a point. I think that's the only two times they put it in. Reverse that over to St. Judas. The only time I can remember them putting it in long and Kevin Keeley got the goal. And, it's, and, and, and you know, going back to Brent Coyne's point about the four minutes, I think he mentioned late in the second half, it nearly looked to Oshin as if they were afraid to lose the ball in contact. Connor Donald Sr. was probably one of the men during the day who really tried to break the lines and uh, go beyond the lines. And there was no one in that four months later on trying to break the line to try and one for free. The game's the game is a there's a point in the game, time's almost up up. You have to realize the referee's probably going to give the attacking team, the team that's a point behind, is probably going to give them a free. You know what? You've seen it happen so many times, and there's any kind of contact at all, and no one even made them question that call, never mind make that call, because they didn't, they weren't willing, they were nearly afraid, they didn't want to be the man to lose the ball in contact. You know, they're played with a wee bit of fear, and I know that a lot of those lads, they're really good players, they're well, well able to to, to break those lines and, and, and win the freeze. Gary, I'm just going back to a point you made at the start of that, about the rest of them will now look at it and think they've got a bit closer. Are you suggesting that the level of Donegal football has, has slipped slightly as we go on to Ulster? Well, I still think Dave Connell are going to give Ulster a serious rattle. You know, I think I expect them to take it over uh, Carrigan the, the next day. And I also, you know, like... Well, they have to play the Derry or the Tyrone champions then after that, which could yeah, be a difficult assignment. 100%. And the Tyrone, Tyrone champions' record is poor in Ulster, you know, because they, they, they seem to have new teams coming in all the time. And it's very hard when you're a new team coming in to try and get it wrong because maybe been a, it's been over-celebrated, that title... It hasn't been run in a while. Glenmar are definitely coming with huge, huge ambitions. So they are, but I haven't seen them play it yet this year. But from talking to people in Derry, you know, they're not at the level that they were at last year either. So I think Nave Connell, you know, they'll fancy their chances in Ulster. I, I don't, I don't think it's Donegal has gone back. I just think the level of football, and certainly in Ulster, club football is not the level it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, we'll bring John Gilday back in, John. Ulster's next, but uh, for once, Neve Connell have the luxury of a break of about three weeks so they can enjoy this week for a change and, and celebrate it properly. 
and then they'll refocus for the provincial championship. Uh, what do you think Martin Regan and his management team will be saying to this group of players as they head into another Ulster campaign? Well, nothing much really changes from from their point of view. Um, you know, they treat every game exactly the same in the sense that they know what they're about. They know the game they're going to play. There's going to be no, you know, mad tactical changes because they're going into Ulster. We're not blessed with an abundance of, of natural, shall we say, free scoring forwards in the like Patrick McBurdy's or Michael Murphy's at it, even though Brendan McDyer had a phenomenal game at the weekend. He was kicking scores for fun. He was really rolled back the, the years. Um, so we we play that very high-intensity structured game. We break teams down. We transition fast. And, you know, we get our scores. I think Neve Connell yesterday kicked one wide uh, in the entire game. Which, and given the conditions and everything else, it shows you how well they used the ball and how careful they were with possession when they had it and they optimised it at every possible opportunity. But they're definitely a team that can go a long way in Ulster, like they were in an Ulster final a couple of years ago. And again, they were they were disappointed at the way they performed. Um, and I, I think this is, again, this is, you know, they've got this game out of their system now. That was a huge motivating factor for the year and they can refocus over the coming weeks. But I expect them to get over the Antrim champions you know, Glenn or the Tyrone champions are going to be a big, big uh, hurdle. Um, but you could never write them off. Like I said there a couple of weeks ago when people were talking about unions, and, and I did say unions are probably going to be one of the dominant teams over the coming years. But that bunch of players, you can never write them off on any given day. And ironically, going into this time of year, this time of year suits them better. Grounds are heavier, the ball's slippier, everything's a bit slower. It's It's more... You know, aimed it towards physical teams that can take contact and give contact. So they'll be there, thereabouts. They're definitely going to be in the shake-up. Yeah. Heading to another provincial campaign, Brendan. Ulster's always tight. It's a bit of a merry-go-round in there at times, so it is. And, and trying to, to dog out a win is, is a difficult place in Ulster club level. Oh, absolutely. And anyone that comes up against this Nave Connell team are going to earn any damn thing that they get, that they get against them. You know, they are so well organised tactically. They're so well set up. And, you know, they got everything right on Saturday night from... You know, from their own kickouts to conceding Sean Patton's kickouts to their defensive shape, like you were looking out at times on Saturday night, and the D was protected so well that you know it was really hard for to to see any pocket of space or anything for a Unis player to break into and create that scoring opportunity. And you know that like, doesn't go against what I was saying earlier on. You have that's that's the job is to tr- create them opportunities. Um, Unions weren't able to do that, and you have to give kudos and credit to Martin Regan and his team for that. But I tell you, any team that they come up against in Ulster is going to have the work to cut out to meet them, and they're not going to enjoy it. They're definitely not going to enjoy coming up against them because they're so adept at doing what they do. Every man knows his role, and they've actually got better at it. I think this was the best year I've seen them, and Saturday night was an exhibition of setting up structurally, defensively. It was just A1, so it was. Yeah. What's next then for, for Unions? Uh, Brendan, do you, you think it's because it's it's a hard defeat to swallow for these guys, sort of? It is, yeah, but that's sport, and you know you have to take your losses with your victories, and you know Unions now have to circle the wagons and realize that they had some shortcomings on Saturday night, and look to address them issues maybe, and you know there is a lot of quality there, and it's up to the lads that are involved themselves to you know to get stuck in again and to refocus again on next year and to do what we spoke about earlier on, to use that hurt to drive them on. And they are going to be hurt. I would like to think they will be hurt. They need to be hurt. And it's about getting their heads right about it, going about it next year. It's a long way away, but that's where it starts. The pain starts today, tomorrow. You kind of forget about it in the couple of nights that you're out after the match, but the pain starts today, tomorrow. And there is a lot of quality there, 
but there are things that they need to tidy up. Yeah, and in relation to their to their manager, there has been a lot of speculation in the media about Rory Kavanagh over the last number of months since this job at county level became vacant. Uh, we're, we're expecting that there'll be an announcement probably from the county board um, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Maybe later this week, we don't we don't know. But it's all speculation in relation to, to, to Rory Kavanagh at the minute. If, Rory, if unions are going to knock on from this and try and bounce back, do they need Rory Kavanagh at the helm at the Adonal Park? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Like, you know, you know they, they seem to work well with Rory there, so they do. And, you know, it's all a learning process for, for Rory too. Management is a tough gig. Yeah. It's a tough gig, be it at club level or county level. And every day you go out, there are learnings. And Rory, by in, in the scheme of things, larger scheme of things, he's relatively an experienced manager. He's a young manager just out of playing himself. And every day he goes out, Rory will learn new stuff and will... You know, have to adapt to that. So, listen, we don't know what's going to happen with the county board. There is this speculation, but, you know, if Rory can't talk about it, I can't see yeah. how we can speculate on it either kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Rory hasn't commented on any of the speculation. Yeah. He's, he's turned down those questions yeah. when they were asked by other media outlets over, over the last number of weeks. And rightly so, because he was focusing on a club championship yeah. with us. But we'll wait to see what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll wait to see whenever the announcement comes. Um, it's Just staying with St. Unans. We'll talk about the joy of two teams in a second, John, and what it means. Disappointment on two fronts. The the, the senior B side lost out as well to, to Glenties. The, 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 the day didn't start good and it didn't end good, Brendan. It didn't. And, you know, the, the reserve game was a very good. First half was really good. Second half died off a bit. But, you know, Glenties, that experience, Derek Allard rolled back the years and kicked some great scores. And we, Mark Birkin, full forward, took his goal, took the one real chance that he got. And that was the game. That was the clinching of the game. And Unions, you know, I don't know whether Lee was injured, but he came on and you know, they, they kind of lost their discipline and they lost their, their way a bit in the second half. But, you know, there are a lot of good players on both sides, both experienced and young players. And, yeah, it was disappointing for Unions. They've had a lot of success at reserve level. And, you know, again, you can only just say congrats to Nave Connell and pulling off what is a historic and fabulous double for them on the day. Yeah. What does it mean, John Gilday, for two trophies to be heading back to the parish of, of, of Nave Connell? Um, because when you won it on both fronts at senior level... It's huge, so it is. Winning one title on one day, but doing the double. Ah, yeah, and it's it's been an amazing year. Uh, you know, I was just looking through some of the stats. Like, Neve Connell have played in every senior championship match, or every senior match possible this year. Um, they won the Donegal Gaeltic. They played in the Ireland Gaeltic final and got beat. Um, the reserves won the league, um, won the championship. The seniors got beat in the league final, won the championship. So, and our thirds are in the county final next week. So from a club perspective, and I know, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's still a small club. We're a small community over there. Everybody knows everybody. And that's down to 17 years of relative success since we made the breakthrough way back in the days of black and white to the point where all these boys have come through now. And, you know, we'll see the same things, you know, later on with Danny when we talk about the Gales. Those winning championships at any level is hugely important because it encourages the next generation to come through. And as Brendan rightly pointed out, when you look at that reserve team, and to be honest, that Union's reserve team, the standard of football for reserve football at this point in time compared to when we were yeah. back in the day and reserve was, you know... And if those two sides could have played intermediate championships. Absolutely, all day long. And the standard's yeah. so high. And there's a lovely blend of, you know, you know, back in the day it used to be, you know, you had a very young fellas and then boys that were so over the hill that they were dangerous to certain people, including themselves. Whereas now you have really quality senior players with All Ireland medals 
and with club championship medals that are coming down and then you have that new generation and both clubs coming through that's only going to improve the senior team in years to come but it's, it's an incredibly proud year for Neve Connell the amount of work that it's gone in from you know under eights the whole way through you know it, it starts there but every one of those kids that was at the float the, and Neve and Glenty's on Saturday night and the senior and the reserve team walked the trophy up the main street that's the next generation for the next 20 years and as long as that success continues that conveyor belt will continue and then and Martin's done a very good job of always finding one or two players every year and next year we'll hope to have one or two players more to come through but no it's just listen it's fantasy stuff for, for a yeah. club like us yeah. you just didn't decide to go and show it off through Glen Swally on the way home last night or on Saturday night no? <laughs> We're, uh, there's a special parade there I think next Saturday night but no and listen again you know going back to the Gales and you talked to shortly if you look at Glen Swally for example 25 years ago I think Gary is it 25 years ago you were founded or a wee bit more yeah, 84. 84. Oh, yeah. And you look at the like the success that that club has in that period of time as well. So I think it's it's good for the county in general that club football in Donegal right now is very competitive. We've you know, we did the back to back, they went for three in a row, didn't happen. Units were going for the back to back. And as Gary pointed out, clubs feel that they all have a chance now. So it's very good from, you know, what's going to happen next year and who knows. Okay, we'll be uh bring Sorry, 80, 82 John, two years sorry. There you go. There two. Okay. What's the, what's the state of play like in Glen Swally, uh, Gary? As you look into the to the next number of years. I listen. You know, we're not too bad. I suppose Parry Bunner and you know has done a massive job. He's done three years there, and he's done Trojan work because the team needed a, a major transition. It needed a bit of surgery, and he has certainly completed the surgery. You know, there's a lot of the old guard have moved on. You know, I think there's only, there was only three over 30 that played the last day against uh, against Dave Connell in the, in the quarterfinal. That would be Michael Murphy and Keelan Kelly came on and uh, Copper. You know, the rest of the age bracket's pretty pretty good, so it is. And probably a lot of them are the lower 20s, late teens. And we have a decent minor team now. They're actually playing John's Dave Connell now on a, on a double header this weekend. Oshin and... Uh, McCool Park. So Dave Connell and ourselves in that minor in, in that minor semi-final on Sunday evening. So we'd hope to get maybe another couple of players out of that next year to push on and the senior team because you know we're just a wee bit short at the minute. But as I said, Porrick's done he's he's actually did, done the hardest work and hopefully he gets the, the rewards he deserves now. Okay, Gary, if you just uh, stay on the line there with us because we're going to briefly talk Ulster uh, Championship at our county level after the draw was done. On this segment on the seniors, we're going to leave the, the last word to our... Uh, do we call you our guest of honour tonight, John? Oh. Huh? <laughs> the chance would be a fine <laughs> thing. Because <laughs> you're normally on the Zoom. We we, I think this is the first time I've had I was you in the studio. A guest of honours, we didn't even get biscuits. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> is it Gary told me when he was coming earlier today to bring the tea and the biscuits uh, for them? No, they didn't even show up, Gary. You're as well off stayed at home. It, it, it didn't show up. But listen, John, um, many congratulations to you and all your fellow people in, in, the, in the parish of Neve Connell. And enjoy your success because you have to enjoy it when you get it. Isn't that right? No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, those young fellas don't know what it is not to be successful. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a generation where, you know, we won an intermediate title and we played in the league final and we got beat more than we won and that was the way it was. And it was, that's the way it is until it changes. And just like, you know, Dublin, they're unbeatable and then they fall out of favour. You're only as good as your last game and this year we're, we're top of the pops but, you know, it all starts again in a couple of months' time and then you never know where you're going to end up. So I, I'm just looking at, do you know who I'm thinking of? Brendan McDyer. 
who was there in 05, came on as a as a substitute. He's been there. He's he's a medal for each and every one of them. And there's some and a and a couple of others. Yeah. Um, hugely inspirational men for a young generation to come through and watch. Oh, amazing! And and over and above that, like yeah. Brendan McDay, we were just seven. Brendan, we were talking about him earlier on. Scored three points in the county final seventeen years ago, yeah. and he rolled back the years. And but you, Anthony Thompson, Liam McLoon, Owen Wade. And Marty, Marty Boyle, yeah. like Marty Boyle's played in this like seven and a half thousand <laughs> championship match. Hundred and two, is it or something? And, you know, like you know, just but yeah. but it's over and above their football ability. You know, and, and uh, just to give you a little anecdote, the Neve Connell minor team under seventeen team played on Friday night. Yeah, and the management setup was Marty Boyle was the manager, and I think Leo was involved and Wade was involved. So they. Go out and play their football, and we're immensely proud of it. And they have a you know a host of championship medals. But those men on any given night of the week are in the field, giving back to the next generation as well. So over and above what they've achieved themselves, they're encouraging the next generation that's going to come behind them as well, which is very admirable. Yeah. Okay. Listen, John, many thanks for coming up. Good to see you. Thank you very and much. Enjoy, enjoy the celebrations. Uh, we're going to swap seats now. We're going to let uh, Danny jump in as well to join us here. Uh, Danny Cahill, who is the chairman of the Letterkenny Gales Club. Uh, just briefly, we're going to go to Gary and Brendan because uh, we're going to talk uh, the Ulster Championship uh, draw. Thanks, John. See you later. John's way out the door. Uh, listen, Brendan, what about the draw? Down against Donegal, whoever this new management team's going to be from, from a Donegal point of view, I'm sure they'll be quite happy with the draw. We've stayed away out of the other half that involved uh, Tyrone and Derry. Yeah, and Monaghan are in the other half yeah. too, I think. Um, listen, down on the face of it would seem to be a decent draw. We all know that Newry Park Esler is a tough place to go the best of times. But, you know, Down have been underperforming over the last couple of years. Conor Laverty taking over this year, you would expect to rejuvenate them and you would be expecting a big challenge. You would be expecting that he'd be getting the Kilku guys on board who haven't subscribed to the county team over the last number of years. So, you know, it could be a big challenge. We'll know more once we see former teams going through the National League and that. And, you know, Down, as I say, haven't been good up to now. But I think this guy coming in, he's highly rated as a coach, as a manager, and he's done really well. So I think he'll bring a new dimension to this down team. And it mightn't be just as easy as what people would otherwise think based on form over the last couple of years. Did Donegal need to be concerned about down, Gary? 100% Ashin. And, you know, I I would have come up against Conor Lafferty and Kilcoo in 2016 in Ulster Club and... You know, he'll bring that level of organisation he's won an Ulster under 20 championship with Down as well he'll bring that level of organisation maybe that they haven't really had but what I mean like you know was a real structure to their play uh, you know uh, that's the way he had the Down under 20s playing they played with a very much rigid structure uh, there's very little off the cuff you know whereas maybe over the last forever nearly Down have a lot of off the cuff football so they have a fantastic to watch but I'm actually, Oshin uh, would be quite concerned, you know, we'll know more after the National League, so we will, but I think, you know, it could be a very difficult tie, so well, you know, I would expect him to get a real bounce out of down, I expect the down public, Oshin and those boys, you know, those boys are going to start popping their heads up again, so well, they have a decent, le- have, a, have a decent league, and it's, it's, it could be a very slippery, tr- tricky tie for Donegal, you know, and there's Plenty spe- speculation too, never mind the management. You know, you're always wondering who's coming back. Neil McGee has already called it a day, you know, when you hear different stories out and about, and oh, this man might be back here, such a man's going travelling, you know. So you're just hoping if Donegal can get all the players back that were there last year, you know, at least we'll be 
we'll be in with a good shout, you know, but we need everyone, Oshin and Donegal. We can't afford to lose anyone for it for a year, you know. And your county career, you know, I would nearly appeal to those boys, your county career and your football career, but definitely your county career for the majority of players is is over in the one. So it is, it's a real short existence how you and 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 you gotta enjoy it and you gotta make the most of it and you know it's a very privileged position and and i would appeal to everyone you know please don't take it for take it for granted that we we need everyone brendan we've talked about the hurt that neve connell experienced last year that drove them on to winning a club success again this year with that hurt of losing to Derry in the ulster final and maybe a freshness of management coming and that, that maybe it might drive Donegal on again to get back to the Ulster final because is it fair to say they're on the side of the draw that that's very much achievable? Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Listen, there's not go- nothing going to be easy. Down aren't going to be easy. If they get over that, if this Armagh train yeah. coming too. So, you know, there's nothing going to be the And players have to, you know, have that pain and be able to drive themselves on. And like, even if you look at our own county this year, you look at uh, Nave Connell beating the county final last year. You look at Dunlow beating the county final last year, came back to win the intermediate. You look at Larry Kenny Gales beating the county junior final, came back to win the junior final this year. Satanta beating in the hurling final, came back to win the hurling final in tournament lady. So, you know, there obviously is something there and you, you can't create that. That's something that comes from the players themselves and comes from the management team. They know what needs to be done. So you're hoping that, you know, as a Donegal person that... that you know that the Donegal team and the Donegal people involved with this new setup, that whoever it is, that they can soak that up and really inject themselves with fire. Because we were all disappointed leaving Clonus. We were disappointed with the performance. We were disappointed with the result. Derry got everything right on the day, and you know it's up to again, no matter what. Like I was saying early on, to take learnings from that and be able to drive it on a bit next year. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go back to to Gary, and uh, Gary, you watched the junior final yesterday. You were on uh, CoCom with. With Jermyn, a huge result for for the Letterkenny Gales. Oshin, it was an absolutely fantastic game of football. Really, really good. First half, you know, it was all Karen Dunn, so it was. Second half, Letterkenny Gales came out. You know, when they grabbed the game with the scruff of the neck, because at a stage in the first half, you know, it went to a five point game, and it looked as if the game was slipping away from them. Karen Dunn, totally, you know, I think. Did not look like a Division Three or a bottom basement team, you know, the first half. They were very controlled and everything they did. I thought their ball handling was good. The way they moved the ball was excellent. Next to no unforced turnovers. Throughout the second half, those unforced turnovers started to creep into their game. Probably a lot due to the, the pressure coming from Letterkenny Gales. And, you know, I thought they really stepped up. The likes of Conor McBerty, you know, stepped up in the second half, running free and was mighty over the 60 minutes, you know, and it, it, it was thoroughly deserved off, off the man of the match. And they, they just had too much at the end and too much hurt. You know, they, they'd lost, they'd lost the, it was their third final in four years, having lost the last two and lost to good teams, the likes of Buncranagh and Downings, who both had major runs in Ulster. And, it, you know, you just felt yesterday that they weren't going to leave it behind. And you thought at half time, and, you know, their management team have to be applauded too. They weren't afraid to make the changes. They made two subs in the first half, made another one at half time. So they did, um, you know, and it was good players that they brought off, the likes of Carmen Cannon, that's, you know, who is a good player and one of their main scoring threats up front. But they made those changes. And I think it was Shade already came on and got actually two points. So everything they did was justified. Okay, and I'm delighted to say joining us in studio now to talk about the Letterkenny Gales success is their chairman, Danny Cahill. Danny, you're welcome to Highland Radio. Thanks very much. 
And uh, what's the feeling like today, Danny? Is it relief, is it? Well, yeah, it's relief. Uh, it's 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 also just an incredible elation as well. I mean, yeah. I think I think after the game, the final whistle yesterday, and I think yesterday evening, uh, the celebrations we had, and even today, and all the messages, really is about we did it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really for us as a club. That's really the most important thing, as has been said so many times. There was there was a great deal of of hurt last year. Um, you know, we were, we 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 lost the final. and We lost it quite badly. Um, the players who were there last year, pretty much the players who are there this year. I mean, they stepped up. They you know they made the difference. There, mm-hmm. There's all sorts of. I'm sure we can talk about and absolutely the the management team, the change in management and coaches and everybody. But I mean, it's really when the, when the ball's thrown up, it's up yeah. to the players themselves. And, and at half time, um, I'm not sure what happened in the, in the were change. You, were you worried at half time? Was I wor- well? I I was concerned because well, actually, I I was quite happy that we got the I think we got the final score of the first half because I think it brought back the three, didn't it? It, it yeah. did, it did. Because yeah. I think at one stage we were down to we were down five, yeah. and that that's quite a significant lead. Um, yeah. um, and I just thought that we we started the the, the second half, we we won the throw in in the, in the second half, and we we really were on attack, and and I think that is actually you know. As I say, there can be all sorts of tactical talk. There can be all sorts of changes, and those changes, you know, made a difference. Um, but I think really, what the most important thing is that I think that maturity and togetherness of the team as well, and I think that's shown through. Because yeah. Karen Dunner didn't give up. They, no, they, they didn't give up the ghost at all. I mean, literally in injury time, they had a chance. To, to we have players like Conor O'Donnell. Absolutely, that they have at the, the, absolutely. You know, yeah. so you know, it was just an incredible, it's incredible time just for us as a club. I mean, you know, it's been it's been alluded to as well. Yeah. I mean, we're only twenty six years old. Yeah, you know. And there's been a lot of development in the club since that time. From you started on day one to to this point now, there's uh, even though it's this current crop of players and management that have taken them to success. Uh, they're at sort of like the end of the chain. There was a lot of other parts of it on the way, so there was done. There was, there was, and we were actually very fortunate. We had a, we had a great celebration in Arena Seven, and they looked after it as always there in Arena Seven. Um, and Paul spoke. Paul Malaw, one of our joint managers with with Dougie, um, really he really spoke about you know the development both of the players as individuals and as a team, but also all the the managers and coaches have been part of that. And yeah. pretty much everybody was there last night, which is just just incredible. You can look around the room and you see all the men who'd worked with these as, as boys, as underage, as minors, and as seniors as well. Uh, you know, to come through that together, uh, and to have that those players, those people around the club, um, who started the club, our, our four founders were there as well. But everybody else who's been involved, and it's just a, a just a special time. And to be able to say Letter Kenny Gales are an intermediate club is is just really so special for all of us. Yeah, and I suppose now the next target, I know Ulster's coming up. We'll talk about that in a second. But yep. you now step up to intermediate. The start of the year, you were in Division Two, and it was hugely important that the club stayed in in Division Two. How important is it now that? you don't drop back to junior because when you do get a promotion and you do move up a level, clubs can struggle at times and, and, and find it difficult. So you're probably going to have to work twice as hard as you did this year just to stay at intermediate, Danny. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and there's no club out there who's going to sit back and say, well, well done, Letter Kenny Gales, you know, you're welcome to intermediate football. You know, yeah. um, we, we're going to have to, we're going to have to work for it on the field. We're going to have to plan and work off the field as well. Um, 
every player. I mean, I, I spoke to a lot of players yesterday after the game and, and yesterday evening as well, and they're all looking forward to it. It's a challenge for each and every individual, but it's a challenge for our club as well and for the team and for all those people who are part of it. Some people yeah. weren't part of it yesterday. Some people didn't play. We you know, made substitutions. There's... There's a lot of this opportunity, and I suppose it inspires people as well. It you know it brings out the best. Pressure for a lot of people can sometimes be too much, mm-hmm. but I actually think, and, and the other side of it, I think pressure and experience is really important. And we played a lot of intermediate teams last 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 year in in, in Division Two, and, and we we fared well. But again, we, we start again, as you say. You know, we're you know, there's no nobody will do us any favors. We have to work, and, and we're there on merit, but we have to stay there on merit as well. Yeah, I'm sure Downings is an example of that they came up, as you know, you you suffered at the hands of them. Look yep. at the year they had. Yep. They and uh, they went to Division One, so yep. on, on the league. So, yep. but obviously, from a, an overall club point of view, you're hoping this is a springboard to something else. We've yep. seen what Gary and the guys out of Glen Swilly when they won a championship. Yes, what it does for Neve Connell and for for Unions as well. Yeah, uh, this has to be a springboard to. To bigger things, you need to get. The, was the numbers growing? People need to get more interested now in the letter Kenny Gills off the back of one in a championship. Absolutely, and I think that's really important. You know, as as was, as John said earlier, you know, all the, the success that they've had, that didn't just fall out the sky in the last couple of weeks or even this last last season. This is something we've been building to. You know, clearly since the inception of our club, but particularly over the last number of years, our underage setup. You know, we have we have a plan there in place. Everybody's following it. You know, the managers and coaches may change from year to year, but there's a clear plan there in place. And, you know, the vast majority of that team yesterday were people who've come through our underage setup. Yeah. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. Winners attract other people as well. And, you know, we want to attract, you know, we want to improve our facilities, we want to expand our facilities, our coaching setup as well. And that makes a big difference. And that, that, that obviously is, is what we want as a club as well. Yeah. You are, are a busy club. We are. And you're, you're a committed club. Yes. Uh, we better mention the Bees. Then. Congratulations to Neve Olton. Yes. Uh, they took the one yesterday, the Bees. They did. Uh, the, they the, did. the junior B side coming up short. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were going for, I suppose we won yeah. it last year as well. They did very well. And I suppose it is a it is a cliche, but it's absolutely sure about you know the result yesterday. Goals win games, and you know yeah. they got their goals and we didn't. And it's hard to do back to backs. Well, it seems it's uh, almost impossible in Donegal now at yeah, this stage. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do. But again, yes, are a busy club. There's a lot else going on. Like you, they're very much to the fore in Hurling. Also, we've got Camogie out there as well. Yeah, for so, underage. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for and underage. ladies football. And we've ladies actually football, got, yeah. we've now got senior ladies as well. So uh, you know, it, it is a club that we you know. We're obviously the biggest town in, in, in the county. You know, we clearly we're, we're neighbours of, of you know a, a huge club in St Unions. But you know, there's the space for everybody. I think there's, there's no doubt whatsoever. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we're we're not rivals. Yeah. We're not. When you and Brendan are proof, proof of the pudding now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose when we, if, if we get to the senior championship, then who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, down the line, you never know. That's absolutely, and it's, and it's very much achievable if the club continues yeah. to develop. And that has to be our ambition yeah. as, as a club. You want to be the very best. You want to be playing the very best. That's that's what we're what we're about. Letter Kenny Gales against St Unions for the Doctor Maguire. <laughs> 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 will, we give, will we give it 15, 20 years we'll wait to see what, <laughs> what, what, what happens sooner but uh, listen Danny as always um, thanks for coming in and many congratulations thanks on, on one in, and enjoy the rest of the week and I'm sure the boys will enjoy the rest of the week as well because it's like what John alluded to whenever you have success you 
you need to enjoy it. And uh, the best of luck with Eric and Gales in the future. Thanks very much, Grace. Oh, yeah, thank you. Danny Kell who's joined us in studio. Uh, we'll thank our uh, other guests who are here tonight as well. We'll uh, say goodnight to, to Gary McDaid, who is in Glen Swilly. Gary, um, thanks for joining us. And we'll be uh, speaking to you again, I'm sure, over, over the next couple of weeks. And thanks for helping us out in bits and bobs in the commentary over the last few weeks too. All right, Ashley, all the best. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay, there you go. That's Gary McDade and Mr. Brendan Kilcoyne. I'm sure he'll be speaking to us again in the next few weeks. Uh, thanks for coming in, as always, Brendan. Pleasure, Ashley. Thank you. Okay, so that is it for another edition of uh, the DL Debate uh, tonight. We will, of course, be back with uh, another programme for you uh, next Monday night, just after the 7 o'clock news. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed any of the show, uh, you will, of course, be uh, able to go to our website shortly after 8 o'clock. It will be available there to listen back to. So that is it. Enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. Thanks for tuning in. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yeah.